0: Here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV.
2: Welcome into the MPW Digital Post Game Show presented by Dead Soxie. I'm Neil McCready. That's Chase Parham. Ole Miss beats Mississippi State 17-7 to tonight in the Egg Bowl in Starkville. Ole Miss finishes the regular season ten and two overall, six and two in the SEC. They will now await their bowl fate. Uh, the floor is the Citrus Bowl. Still have some uh, access bowl hopes depending on what happens in some other games. I guess over the next nine days or so, we'll talk about all of that and more in a moment. First, I want to tell you that we're brought to you by Dead Soxy. Dead Soxy is. Uh, Spicing things up by giving you the green light to snag Black Friday savings all week long. Yes, you heard correctly. It's not just today, but the entire week. Head over to deadsoxy.com. Use the promo code REBELGROVE for buy one, get one savings on bundles all week. Make sure to put both bundles in your cart before using the code. Take advantage and stock up. For your family, friends, and maybe even your own stocking, let the Black Friday fiesta begin. As always, stay soxy. There's content up at Rebel Grove. May uh, what's that? You meant turn the other light? On. Oh yeah, turn the other light on. I'm sorry, I forgot to turn it on. I was it was too bright when I was in here watching games. There we go. Content up. Chase has uh, his observations up. I have my post game column up. My post game column presented by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors. If you're searching for residential or commercial properties in Oxford or Tupelo, contact Whitney. For amazing professional service and support, contact Whitney at Whitney at tmhomes.com or 662-567-2573. If you're uh, in the thread and you uh, are not a Rebel Grove subscriber, you want to read our content, you can uh, sign up between now and Monday. Get 75% off your first year, 75% off your first year by entering the promo code RIVALS2023 at checkout. That's RIVALS2023 at checkout to get 75% off your first year's subscription. All of our content uh, this football season has been brought to you by Twisted T. We'll tell you more about Twisted T a little later in the show. Chase?
3: Uh, good evening. Yes, uh, Ole Miss finishes it off 17-7 over the Bulldogs, 10-2. and Again, Ole Miss had not won 10 games in the regular season prior to the Kip and Aaron. Now he's done it twice in three years. I get that it's a little bit of a – Skewed because you've only been playing 12 regular season games for a couple decades, but still notable. Uh, Jackson Dart, now, if you want to give him credit for the FCS game, he didn't start last year. That is 18 regular season wins in two years. I have done a bit of math here uh, just kind of looking back, and that's probably the most by an almost quarterback in the modern era over a two-year period, I would assume, um, because Corral wouldn't have done it. Bo wouldn't have done it. Chad wouldn't have done it. Eli didn't do it and before that nobody's won 10 games so you're probably going back actually archie didn't do it so you're going back even beyond uh beyond that and i mean i was telling neil we were talking about it because jackson dart obviously tonight not a very uh not a very good stat line at all 96 yards didn't even go over 100 uh struggle with some decisions struggle with protection that he's he did not, not, not protect. remote he's not he's not he's healthy, not healthy and yet he is tough as hell, and he's just won football games. Uh, I, I think that's the story here as we talk about this tonight. Is I wrote in my content, Ole Miss had second-half deficits this year. Arkansas, Tulane, A&M, LSU, MSU. They won all five of those games, won every one of them. Uh, they eclipsed their Vegas over-under total by two and a half games. It was seven and a half. They win ten. Uh, you know, it, it, As Neil said when we were watching the end of the game they maximize this season in such a way and did hell a hell of a coaching job you know and we'll break it down in a number of ways today moving forward you know it's really the 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 story of it is that they've won 10 games again they do a really good job of winning close games they do a great job of maximizing they that it works because at the end of the day wins that's it it doesn't have to be a beauty contest you win games that's what matters As they move into next season and you're trying to make playoffs and then win in the playoffs and how this new era gets here, we're going to spend an offseason talking about Ole Miss's shape going into that and what that looks like and what should be expectations because of everything around this program right now to be in that conversation they have to get more workable depth on offense. Uh, they have too small of a rotation. It affects them late in the season. It affected them last season as they struggled. Mm-hmm. It affects them tonight. And healthy, or if they had better workable depth, they beat State thirty-one to seven. Or yeah. it's a blowout. It's not this game where you're struggling there with a couple drives in the second half. So that's the homework. That's where they have to get better next season. Because here's the other side of it. I don't know exactly the words I wrote. Pete Golding did a hell of a job this season. Mm -hmm. He did find some depth in a lot of ways. He played a lot of guys. He made this defense better than it was when he got here. He did one hell of a coaching job this season. And tonight, look, State's offense is putrid. Will Rogers was not healthy. But Pete Golding's defense won the football game tonight.
2: Yeah, I agree with all that. A handful of uh, super chats want to reach out to and thank. uh, Sammy. Thank you so much. He says, the morale of the story is that when goats can climb houses, anything is possible. Great season, everyone. Uh, we have a super chat from uh, Blake Pierce because we are 10-2. and I like y'all and thank you and give to the Grove Collective, he says. And seems like there's another one. Um, Jacks of all trades, heard anything about A&M or uh, state coaching search? We'll touch on that in a little bit uh cole mccarty uh, did Knox leave the fuel on a four-wheeler that was a weird open
3: i did enjoy i think it end. was ryan brown who had the um uh, the, the, the quip on twitter earlier that that was state's only driver of the game um i did, did did enjoy that at one point um so credit to our our,
2: our friend ryan on that Good. One. Uh, we'll get jeffrey on now we'll let him join in on the conversation as he has throughout the uh the course of the season I think I've got the Bluetooth, don't no? I? Yeah.
3: yeah, that's kind of my point. I mean, you have to play the guys. Uh, and now, look, they weren't in a lot of games where they had a lot of whatever, but you still have to trust that you can get a series here, or a series there. I don't, I don't think it was actually on the podcast. Tyler might have said this on the the, the, inter, the interview that I recorded with him about Burnside and the Egg Bowl yesterday, but he was talking about how even 10 snaps in a game because of the speed and the difference is better than 15 practices because you're just getting a taste in such a different way and Ole Miss has not done a very good job offensively
2: to get those guys those snaps. Yeah, I mean, look, they play, they play a small roster offensively and when you have a couple of injuries, it gets magnified at the end. Jeffrey, how are you?
1: I'm well, gentlemen. How are yourselves?
2: Aaliyah sounds happy.
1: Uh, she's going through her Twitter right now, I guess, and she's watching videos, I guess.
3: Okay. Is there, is there, is there are there kerf- kerfuffles and celebrations going on on the Twitter machine?
1: Uh, yeah, everyone seems to be. Whatever the Ole Miss football Twitter account video they put out, everyone seems to be loving that. Okay. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, like when you think about the game we talked about it last week. If Ole Miss was going to be without both tackles, and we knew they were going to be without one of them. And we found out that they were out with both of them. It was going to be a gross game. It was going to be a slog. It was going to be a struggle. Kind of what we, what we saw. And then like, if you look at, if you look at all the numbers, what's striking to me is literally how similar the game was. And this was just one of those games that, man, it really came down to like, it came down to like four plays. Uh, The two missed field goals, the touchdown shot play, and then uh, Ole Miss made their field goal. And, you know, we're sitting here with a 17-7 winner rather than, you know, a really, really uncomfortable night. But, you know.
2: Them boys in Vegas are good, aren't they? Ole Miss Miss minus 10.
1: Man, you... you, (laughs) And, you know, I... (laughs)
2: Them boys are big. The they good. Like the, them buildings saw. aren't built on credit, guys. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's,
1: <laughs> no, no, they 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 <laughs> they they have have stayed in business remarkably long. But I mean, like that was kind of the other thing. It's you know all the money was coming in on Ole Miss, and you know they didn't move the number. Um, so you know I I think what it really shows is Ole Miss probably won tonight because they had the better coach.
2: Oh, interesting. I mean, look, Chase said this. He's right. They uh, they maximized the roster. I mean, they maximized this team. Yep. This team, if you played this season, I don't know, a hundred times on a computer simulation, you might get one or two where they win 11. But you'd get a whole bunch where they won eight, nine, seven. Ten, ten was the ceiling, and they reached I mean, it. I, I, I mean, I mean maybe, That's an accomplishment.
1: Maybe, maybe. Maybe if you ran the simulation 10,000 times, you get one at 11. Yeah, sure. I don't know, man. Like when I think back, when I think back to this season, uh, every coin flip they won and their two losses were against teams that I, they could have played, I know this, they could have played Georgia 10,000 times on that night and they were going to go 0 in 10,000.
3: Yeah. I mean, if you're doing the this Alabama 11 and 1, one time simulation, it's that everything went like it did yeah. and you had a halftime lead against Alabama and shit happened. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah.
1: The, the to me the, the 11 and 1 is you found a way to win that Alabama game. Maybe, you know, maybe that kick it that, that kick before the half goes in um you know, maybe there's like a tip ball that either winds up in your hands or you know, may, to me like that's the only way this team goes 11 and 1 because I, I just think by and large that was just an outstanding coaching job by all all parties and I give Kiffin credit. Uh you know, I mean it was I guess it was probably obvious to everyone that they had to make a change on the defensive side, but you know, there was scuttled up behind the scenes that Pete Golding, like you'd be his, you know, you'd be his soft landing spot, but you know, hey, if he can't do it with Alabama players, how's he gonna do it at all miss? Well, from where I'm sitting, that looks to be a pretty damn good hire.
2: Yeah, it was a remarkably good hire. I don't I don't think they go ten two without Pete. He's schematically excellent. And he did a nice job with rotation,
3: did a nice job getting guys in games, getting them comfortable, finding ways to make things happen. Look, Ole Miss ended up being a solid SEC defense with no linebacker to speak of. I mean, Ashanti Sistrunk played above his head. They they got a couple plays out of Perkins, but nothing consistently. I mean, they did all that with no linebacker play.
1: Is there a pro on that defense?
2: Oh, boy. Um... I don't know. Uh, wait, I mean, let me I, phrase I think,
1: it this way: Is there a draft? Is there a draft pick? Let me phrase it that way because, you know, I mean, if knows, you told you know, me somebody could like, swipe like, like,
2: Pagiase, I if you told me Pagiase sure. got drafted fourth, fifth round, I, I might buy it. If you told me that Cedric Johnson finds a role on an NFL team, I, I'd probably buy it. But he's not getting drafted. But your point stands. Yeah, but your point stands. I mean, we can talk about Perkins, but there, there's a lot left to see there. I mean, he's 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 got all the. The potential in the world, but he's got to make the big jump. He he was not a consistent contributor this year. How would you rate Kiffin,
3: Drinkwitz, and Saban for sc Coach of the Year? One, two, three.
1: So I'm putting assuming, Saban assuming, third. Assuming a Missouri win tomorrow.
2: Assuming a Missouri and an Alabama win Correct. this weekend. because yeah, yeah, yeah. otherwise I,
1: I, I, you know. I think I've. I've I figured that was the, the, the line of questioning. All right. So I'm putting Saban third, and here's why. It's not because, well, he's got the best roster. Saban, in my opinion, fixed a problem that he created. It's what I call pulling a penny hard away. Penny oftentimes will will things fixed, but oftentimes it's issues that he created, you know, rotationally. The quarterback issue, the style of play, like they should have had that figured out before they played Texas and they did it. They did get it figured out. I give them credit and they're playing great football. So but I'm still putting him third. <sighs> I personally think Missouri's roster is better than Ole Miss's roster. And I think when I the way I have always viewed Coach of the Year is who does the most with the least. I would go Kiffin one, Drinkwitz two, Saban three. Because I think Kip, I think Missouri has more top end, top end elite players than Ole Miss does. I do think Drinkwitz deserves a ton of credit. I mean, you know, what was their win total coming into the year? Probably like seven and a half.
3: Eight. Yeah. yeah, I can find it. It was somewhere right in the same. But the Ole Miss was seven and a half, and Missouri was similar. Maybe actually seven or six and a half. Now that I think about it, I'll go find it in a second.
1: I think Missouri, I think Missouri was below that, um, but. I just like when I watch Missouri play. Like I think they have. I think it's easier to coach Missouri than it is to coach Ole Miss. So I would go. I, Kiffin would get my vote.
3: Yeah, Ole Miss did a good job with a really great defensive coordinator, enough workable depth, a really tough gamer, winning quarterback, and a damn good running back, and, and, and some good, good, some decent wide receivers. And made it work.
1: That's it. I mean, who's their, who's their, who's their best player?
2: I mean, oh, Judkins. Ole Misses. I mean, Judkins is yeah. the best player. The The guy that had the best season was Dart.
1: And I guess you could – I'd also listen to an argument of win healthy Trey Harris.
2: Yeah. Of course. Yeah, he yeah, just yeah. wasn't healthy for a lot. Like, he wasn't particularly impactful Six and a today. half
3: wins for Missouri on an over-under.
2: Yeah. He'll be, you, if, if you vote for Drinkwitz, I have no problem with you. If you vote for Kiffin, I have no problem with you. I, I, you, you can make a legitimate argument for both.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, you know, honestly, if you vote for Saban,
2: I, I'm good with that like, too.
1: The problem is, coach Coach of the Year is a vague thing. Like, honestly, if you vote for Kirby, I'm fine with it because Coach of the Year, like in the end, what is the job? Like in college football, the roster is your job too. So like I don't knock guys like in the end, like I don't knock guys when they go, well, he's just got the best players. Like, well that's part of the job.
2: Yeah, I, I don't I don't have a problem with, with uh with Kirby. I mean all he does is win. I mean he's done a phenomenal job. I think I would vote for Kiffin. I might vote for Drinkwitz. I just lose Jeffrey. I don't know. Did you? I think there, there he is. You back?
1: Yeah, I'm back. I don't. You cut off when you okay. think you yeah. might
2: vote for Kevin. Yeah, you you dropped off for a second, I'm, but I I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, so Ole Miss tomorrow will cheer for Arkansas. They'll cheer for Florida on Saturday. They'll cheer for some chaos. I wrote this in my column. I just don't think it really matters. And when you watch tonight, I mean, I get you'd rather go to the Fiesta. You'd rather go to the Cotton. You'd rather go to the Peach. But I don't think it matters. This they position themselves going into the next season assuming that there's no massive chaos over the next few weeks in terms of coaching stuff, they've positioned themselves to very much go in the next season as a, a big part of the conversation. They'll be a top-10 team in the preseason next year. Yeah.
1: I mean, honestly, it, to me, it's a matter of, like, what do you want? Do you want to go to the biggest bowl game possible? Okay, then you're rooting for the Access Bowl. If the goal is to win 11 games, I think you're rooting for the Citrus
2: Bowl. Yeah, I agree with you, by the way. I I do I I think if you if the goal is to get eleven and to be able to say hey we won eleven, I think you'd rather go to the Citrus. It's you're, you're going to beat Iowa. I don't know who the other yep. al- alternative there is. It's 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 Iowa. I think it's Iowa. Yeah, there, it's just it's it Iowa. Dies. As long it's as totally Michigan, and Ohio it's State, State stay. Yeah. Well,
3: it could be Penn State. There's a
2: world where it's Penn State. And I would I would pick Ole Miss over Penn State. It'd be a little closer. Be a little. You bite your nails a little see, bit more. I,
1: I think there is a universe, but in reality, most likely the Big Ten and the SEC are going to get three playoff and Access Bowl uh, invites, and so Penn State will be the third from the Big Ten.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I'm just saying it would, it, Penn State would have to fall out of the, the the Access thing and fall behind. We'll see the problem, yeah, is if they fell out, Ole Miss would push in. So, yes, it's it's Iowa.
1: I don't, I don't, I, at this point also, is it, is there any way to really, I don't think there's any way, like Ole Miss can't finish worse than 12th, right? In the, in the final rankings. Yeah, because you're like, not falling. Well, gonna, I mean, like, Oklahoma who, you know, could
3: pass you. They could guess, win the Big 12. Theoretically,
1: Oklahoma, no, well, I mean, as long as Oklahoma State wins, is it tomorrow? Or do they, does Oklahoma State play Friday or Saturday? As long as Oklahoma State wins, they are in the Big 12 title game.
3: I don't know. Is that true? Okay.
1: Yes. No. It's definitely true that if they win, they're in. Okay. But point being, uh, let's say they lose, like Oklahoma they're, they're, still
3: technically could get ahead of Ole Miss.
2: handful of super chats. To, uh, I don't. To thank, I want to thank Jonathan for his super chat. He says ten and two LFG. Thankful for y'all. Thankful for you, uh, Jonathan as well uh someone says open the phones we, we haven't opened the phones all season on the post game show we probably aren't doing it tonight either uh ryan saint marie says shout out to the Ole miss fan that brought his own cowbell in the davis Wade tonight mockingly rang it obnoxiously every time Ole miss did something good state fans were furious that would be funny i would have enjoyed watching that um candler thank you for the uh for the the, the uh, super chat uh WGP says, "I love the show and everything you guys do. Let's play a bowl against the team. We can get that eleventh win uh, next year. Looking at the schedule, what are the expectations for total wins? If our schedule uh, is our schedule more manageable next year?" He asked. I haven't seen the way that it-
1: well. You drop you drop Alabama and Auburn.
2: In they Vanderbilt. add,
1: but you still have Georgia. You, and pick up, you, you pick up South
3: Carolina, Florida, and Kentucky.
1: Yeah, honestly, like, I think it's kind of a wash. But, I mean, the other problem is, I don't know.
3: Like, and you pick up Oklahoma.
1: Like, uh, to me, like, you know, we've seen – it's so hard to sit there and make – you know, it used to be a lot easier to see how a team ended a year and have confidence of what the roster would look like next year. I just don't know. I don't know how you you can reasonably do that because I mean I suspect once the uh, tampering once the tampering portal opens up, I mean there's going to be a lot of rosters that just look really different.
3: Yeah, of course. I mean, one hundred percent. Portal opens December fourth, by the way, for anyone keeping keeping score. Yep. Of uh of that. By the way, uh changing sports for just five seconds. NC State leading Vanderbilt by fourteen, uh, in Vegas. NC State is Ole Miss's next opponent. How about my beautiful boy?
1: How about my beautiful boy uh Burns? Uh the big fat guy for NC State who uh, literally looks like Zebo.
3: Oh, really? I've not been the watching Electric. So, okay.
1: Man, do I love a I love a oh, football player. I it's one of my it's of my favorite things in the
2: world. Oh, wow. Um, our thanks, real look quick. At, to, oh, man, put your ass in it. Our thanks to Andrew Siego. He sponsors my 10 weekend thoughts uh, each and every week at RebelGrove.com. He says um, high interest rates, bad for mortgages, but great for retirees. It's time to look at refinancing your retirement schedule. A chat at RebelsRetire.com. You know the rest, he says. The conversation is free. What could not, what could, uh, not talking cost you? Uh, also, our thanks to uh, Michael for his uh, super chat. Thank y'all for making my days and weeks better listening to your content. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate that. What were you saying, Jeffrey? I'm sorry.
1: I mean, if y'all want to continue, if you want to continue the the spin ahead, I mean, are we all operating under the assumption that Jackson is indeed coming back? Yeah. Even though we had the drama last week. Yes.
3: Yeah, I think he simply wanted to announce it himself, and he bypassed it to do that whenever he chooses.
1: So, I mean, going into the year, I mean, I most most around Georgia believe that Beck will be back um, because potentially he could be the number one pick the next year if he has like another great year. Yeah. Because um, the next quarter, the next crop of quarterbacks isn't like great, and this is a pretty good one. Um, but I mean, other than that, who's going to go into the year with a more established, proven quarterback than Ole Miss?
2: Oh, it's a good point. Um, That's it.
3: And that's why I think they're going to be ranked so highly is they've got the wins. You've got assuming nothing crazy happens chaotically in coaching situations, and you have your quarterback back for a third year. I I think that is setting that that stable for that. And look, it's not a complete out-of-the-world scenario they get Trey Harris back. I'm not predicting that, but he hasn't gotten good feedback from the NFL so far frankly,
2: I've heard he probably yeah. will be back
3: i mean the, you're, the, you're you're hearing a lot about them getting some skill players
2: back for next season the one that I don't think will be back that they're trying to get back is priestcorn correct I think Priest Corn's going pro, but I think Jordan Watkins uh, could come he, back
1: and i i priestcorn's got a family like I to yeah. get back yeah he's, um
2: and and, and he's I, got a chance to make an nFL I, roster I, I,
1: um I'm trying to do this off the top of my head. Has Kiffin ever had a third-year quarterback? Ooh. So probably he obviously is going to see no.
2: Maybe someone at Southern he Cal? Had
1: Barkley for, I don't I think he had Barkley for two, but I don't think he had him for a third.
2: Did they have Liner? Uh, or, how long was Liner there? As
1: a Liner starter? Have, as a, so he probably, he's probably, yeah, He was a. I think he was a three-year starter. He says he started his sophomore year, junior year, and then he came back for his senior year. Okay, so that's probably the last. Time. I mean, so as a head coach, he has never had a three-year quarterback.
2: Uh, Scott Matlock, thank you for the super chat. He says it's safe to assume Judkins back to. Um, I mean, it's an assumption. It's one that I would make as well. I mean, if you told me it gets a little squirrely, I'd buy it. But yeah, I think. At the end of the day, I would anticipate that Quinshon's back for next season.
3: Also of note that I know because uh, when Leinert was there, Kiffin only had play calling duties his senior season. Okay.
1: Yeah, because Norm Chow Norm Chow. Yeah, it's true. Norm Chow was there. So but, yeah, I mean Kiffin has never called of, yeah. plays
3: or been a head coach for a three year starter. That is correct. also
1: I know it probably it probably got lost because the game was uncomfortable. That Judkins stiff arm was ten out of ten.
2: He had some really big runs in the second half.
1: Yeah, he he really did, and he had some big runs. Like when they couldn't move the football, like he was kind of he kind of put the team on his back for a little bit.
2: It was a gritty like, win. It
1: Jackson was a- didn't Jackson. Jackson didn't make the critical mistake tonight and I, you know, I guess neither did Rodgers, but like I don't feel like Jackson was a large reason that they won that game. Like, you know, that that was one of his it was a tough night. Like it was, you know, hey, state's only chance was to make that game what it was, which was ugly, gross, and, you know, he didn't make the mistake, but you know, I you know, that that game to me was I thought I thought Qu- Quinshaw had more Quinshaw had more impact on the result than jackson
3: did. um protection and dart not being healthy I mean what did you make of the first two and a half quarters for almost offensively being that bad?
1: I think they knew we cannot the only way we the only way we lose this game is if we make a critical mistake, and like that's why I mean how many deep see they took the deep shot they took the deep shot was it to wade? Yeah. It took a deep shot to Wade. Um, But I mean, they didn't put the ball in jeopardy a ton. And I felt like just in the first half, they kind of knew they weren't winning first down. So they could never kind of get the tempo to their liking. Um, I think they were just pretty, they were pretty set in the, you know, if we punt it away, it's not the worst result. And, the, for the most part, I felt like that, that, that ended up being the case.
3: Yeah. State, what do we feel like their short-term situation is here the next 18 months? Who are they hiring? I don't know.
1: Well, yeah. They act I like mean, they have the, the dude, right? That's a question, right?
3: I mean, they're acting coy like it's done. I mean, I don't- if
1: they have the dude if they have the dude, I honestly and neil you're you're digging on this more than I am. If they have the dude, I'm making the assumption that it's levy
2: if if you if you told me they have a guy i would I would tell you today that it's levy. I have not spent any time on it. I spent an hour today on a different thing, had nothing to do with state. um I would assume it's I, I would assume if you told me that they've got their guy hired that it's Jeff levy. And I, but I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't think it's Chadwell. I'm, I'm watching the A and M thing with some interest because there's just rumors everywhere. But I don't know. I mean, you know what I think about that job? I just think that job's really hard. If you don't have any more nil the than problem, they've got, I just, I just have questions about whether you can do it.
1: I think the other problem with projecting their next 18 months is, I presume. Whoever they bring in, I mean, I'm talking like 30 to 35, 40 guys in the transfer portal. Like, I I just assume whatever their roster looks like next year, it's going to be nothing like it is right now.
2: Yeah, the portal's just so expensive, though. They don't have the money to do do that in the portal, unless they're at the bottom of the portal, at which point I don't really know that you're changing your roster.
1: No, I I didn't say they're changing it for the better, but like... you know what I mean? like, But I, I assume that it's just going to be completely remade. Like, I just have no idea what it's going to look like.
2: Handful of Super Chats. I want to recognize uh, Ethan Helms. says, going forward, should all Ole Miss fans take their own cowbells to Startville? Uh, state fans would complain, which could start talks of removing them altogether. They don't ring responsibly as it is. They, they do not ring responsibly. Um, Michael Mosley, I think. I yes. mean,
1: I, I actually... I actually think that's a fair point. I think the only way, like the only way to actually do something about it is like literally just to give them a taste of their own medicine.
2: It's a good point. Uh, Michael, thanks for the super chat. He says, Lane is in uncharted uh, waters in his own profession. Thankful, that he's in Oxford. Love you guys and the work you do. Thank you, Michael, for the, the, the kind words, uh, Blake super chatted us because we're, uh, we're doing this on, on Thanksgiving. Um, Let's see, uh, Tyler. Thank you for the super chat. Really appreciate it, Tyler Jordan. Thank you, first super chat. Really appreciate you, uh, Brent Davis. Has any info on the Bentley injury? I don't. I, I, it looks like he just got his the wind knocked out of yeah, him. Yeah,
1: it, it
3: looked
2: stomach, chest, something torso related. Probably all right.
1: Oh, uh, that looks like cracked ribs to me.
2: Oh, well. yeah. If you told me that he cracked a rib or broke, because he rib was in a there, lot right? of pain
1: that I've seen that look before that looked like crack ribs to me.
2: Listen, these guys, I mean, I know there's going to be a narrative because I've been on this beat long enough to know there's going to be a narrative about the importance of the 15 December practices. Um, it's total bullshit. They'll practice. They'll get ready for a, they'll get ready for a bowl game, (laughs) man. They're not going to have some physical December to find out what the young guys have. That's just that this is a beat up team that's gonna take some time and heal. They're gonna they're gonna spend time healing, uh recruiting, and tampering over the next couple of weeks. Legal tampering. Yeah. The uh, what do we call it now? Pre-portaling. Pre-portaling pre portaling. Pre portaling is the term. Yes. Pre portaling
1: yeah. is no, the term. <laughs> well no, what what did Lane say? Everybody's pre portal. Yeah. No, it's my favorite it's my favorite NBA it's my favorite NBA term. Legal tampering. Like by definition, tampering is illegal. So, like, how like that that makes no sense.
3: <laughs> Everything's legal now, Jeffrey. Everything like completely just I, I, it, well,
1: no, no, no. I disagree. It's not that everything is legal; it's that nothing's illegal.
3: In three years, we should just allow trades. The transcripts I be made. We'll can't. I
1: I can't wait. I can't wait. Like Duke duke trades you know duke trades for two players and uh uh you know maybe maybe some nil like that's the other thing i can't wait for trades to include like uh a donation to the nil collective someone else's nil collective
2: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> cash
3: <laughs> considerations, considerations and a player to be yeah. named later <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs>
1: yep yep <laughs>
2: did you have a good thanksgiving
1: we did we had we had a uh Josephine was a little fussy. Olia um, was under a lot of stress because she was trying to put her down for a nap at one point, and, and Josephine was having none of it. Um, obviously, the dogs were electric today. Also, my, my middle brother, Blair, added a dog to the mix. Uh, we, we didn't get him into the carving session until midway through, but I got to tell you, my parents' dog right now makes Rebel look like uh, Rebel was like from the streets. He, he's so lazy that he won't even like when dad's carving the turkey, he doesn't even sit at attention. He just lays down on the floor and's like, all right, just throw it to me.
3: <laughs> well, he knows he's going to get it. It's kind of a cat mentality in a well, way. I mean, Respect it.
1: A hundred percent. And you know, like he's, he is. I am God, the I owner. Like, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, no, I mean, we, I was laughing today. It's like, you know, the rights have had four dogs, uh, between, between me, my brother, and my parents. And it's going to probably, history will reflect that Rebel is going to end up being the best trained of all the dogs, and he was horrifically trained.
3: <laughs> Looked like a uh, lighthearted moment. I saw a couple mentions in the stream. Uh, Lane finished his press conference, made a uh, joke to Sokoloff about the year that they've had and handed him his visor from the uh the oh, really? tonight. Yes, so uh there you he, go. uh to be some semblance of a of, of an olive branch there. It it's always, the irony for the year is I it, think he actually likes John I, a good bit. Well, he does like John. Yeah.
1: No, I agree with I agree I agree with Neil's take when Neil had John on. Was that before the Auburn game? Yeah. When you, when you interviewed him? Yeah. I, I agree. I think in the end, I think Lane kind of likes him.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, not to get into all the semantics of that, but John John called Ole Miss that morning and mm. gave them hours to comment and. Whether Lane got that message or not, I don't know. But if he didn't, it was a failure on the part of Ole Miss media relations. John did his job the right way that day. I mean.
1: Listen, I think John was right until he, people don't like this. I think John was right until he wasn't. I agree. (laughs) You know what I mean? Totally. I I think something changed.
2: He wrote it too strong, but on that Monday night, I think what he wrote was essentially accurate.
1: I know this. The agent community spent six weeks thinking that that was done.
2: Yeah, that's about right. I know that's true. That's about right. Yep. If you'd asked me on that Saturday night in Fayetteville, was he leaving, I would have, without a moment's hesitation, said yes.
1: Now, I also would point out whether or not it was was impulsive, whether or not it was well-informed, for whatever the reason may be, I think he clearly made the right decision for himself.
2: Oh, there's no doubt. Listen, as of today, the Ole job is a better job than the Auburn job. I mean, his, his it
1: has more NIL. Yeah.
2: Historically, it's not a better job, but today, it's a better job.
1: I mean, I completely agree. And like in the end, you know, Lane's not gonna have to sit there if they have a year like last year, like on the reset year where you go eight and four and maybe like you stumble down the stretch, whatnot. Like his job's really never in jeopardy.
3: No, if you set the stage to where eight and four is a reset year, you've changed everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Look, we, we we've all covered Ole Miss seasons where eight and four was like the hey, you do that, and you had the 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 pinnacle year.
1: I mean, think about it. Think about this. The fan base was about as pissed as I've seen them at a coach in a long time. Because like the, even at the end of the Matt Luke era, it wasn't even necessarily, they were pissed. It's just, they were just didn't care. Like they didn't even have the energy to get pissed. Like they were really pissed at lane. And at no point, like, was his job in jeopardy. All it meant was he got an even bigger raise. Like, it's tough to find a job that, that's going to pay you like this one does. And you know, you're still going to get praised for ten and two, like, to the point in which, like, look at how happy everyone is. Well, um, I mean, man, and look, it's a I think damn good year. I,
3: I I think I'm right. Since integration, it's the best season in Ole Miss football. Period. We ha- it's it's continuing that conversation from Thursday. It is ten and two, looking at who they beat, who they lost to, and the number of wins. It's the it's the best season in, in the modern era.
1: And I also think, you know what? I think for the most part, I think it's also going to put to bed. I know that it was a smaller group and it was shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. I think it's also going to put into context, like there's still the people that like, hold on to like that freeze with did some amazing job. It's going to really put into context. Like, yeah, he, he did a good job, but he didn't do like, so, he was not the miracle worker that he was proclaiming himself to be.
2: No, Lane's a better coach. Period.
3: 100%.
2: 100%. As a staff. Yeah. Just they. Yeah. Lane's a better coach. I mean, look, in the last years, three years they're 28 and 10 they've won 10 games twice yeah. they were eight and one in the season that they didn't win 10 games you can talk about the collapse or whatever 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 but they've been hyper competitive three years in a row freeze can't say that
1: i mean what the only team he hasn't beat right now is bama yeah, In the West? I know, yeah, the, I know divisions it. don't
2: matter. That's okay. it. He hadn't beaten Bama. All right. Yeah, that's it. I mean, okay. uh, obviously, he, he hasn't been able to get over the Saban thing. But other than that, I mean, he's kind of checked every box. Again, before the season. Is I, there any? Is I mean, it, I, I do this. But before the season, many, if I'd offered 100 Ole Miss fans door number one, this season would you have how many of them would have even said no i want to see what's behind door number two like two three maybe
1: i mean i i again i just have no idea like how many people are like that insane like that truly believe like they could win a national championship every year it feels like the most you could say is five
2: yeah it's it's the dude what was that game like i'm reaching what was the howie mandel game where you had the the the, the, the
1: deal or no deal
2: deal or no deal thank you I mean, you got five hundred. That's where we
1: met. Uh, hey, that's where we that's where we met Meghan Markle.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you got five hundred thousand dollars in your suitcase, and you know it. How many people are like, okay, there's a chance that the next case is one dollar, or it's one million dollars. How many people are like, ah, uh, you know what, I'll, I'll roll the dice there. No, let's you, live a little. You take hey. you take your half million and walk. I mean, anybody with sanity takes. Well,
1: it. I, I I don't know, I don't know, Neil. How much money did you come into those doors with? <laughs>
2: Less than that, you got to came change.
1: in with zero. Even if you leave, even if you leave with one,
2: you're yeah. still leaving
1: with one more dollar than you had.
2: But at that moment, you got five hundred thousand dollars in your pocket. You walk, and so ten well, and 10 and, ten and two. You here's walk. how I
1: think about it. Here's how I think about it. How many coaches? How many coaches in college football would you trade right now for Lane Kiffin? I think there's clearly only
2: two. I mean Kirby. Yep. And and maybe the cat and in I would Oregon. listen to
1: an argument that I would listen to an argument that Kirby is Kirby maximizes Georgia, unlike he maximizes any other job. Yeah, I would I, listen
2: to that argument. I don't know that if you put Kirby at. North
3: Carolina
2: that they're a national no, power. No, I,
3: I don't do with him what I do with Sabin where I go, just drop him on Pluto
2: and he'll figure yes. it out. Correct. I agree. Saban wins anywhere. Uh-oh. You could put, Saban, I agree. At, you could put I Saban, Saban at you could put Sabin at Arizona State, give him five years and they're a national power.
1: Yes, I agree with that. I'm not sure if I feel the same way about Kirby. I and see again, that, I'm willing to accept that I'm wrong. Like,
3: i'm not changing the conversation i just noticed on twitter that our uh, favorite former memphian dan Wilkin is very frustrated by Ole Miss winning a game tonight he's back on the twitter oh, what machine do you, what do you say it seems crazy to think this egg bowl between a fake good team and an objectively bad team has any impact on the college football playoff but georgia and alabama might need Ole miss to be considered a good win
2: bless his heart he's very frustrated still it's a tough day did he spend the day with his wife and children I don't know what Dan did today. Was, no, he didn't, was, did he? Because he doesn't have... No,
1: he probably... He, <laughs> did, he, did he spend a day worrying about COVID again?
2: Probably. He was still masked up. Wonder yeah, what, yeah. I wonder yeah. how, how Dan did his turkey today. He's very angry. He probably had a vegetarian turkey. He had one of those. He had a tofu. He smoked some tofu on his... He probably doesn't do a big green egg. Those are not climate. Environmentally friendly. So yeah, they're really not yeah. friendly. To the climate.
1: That's always what I've I just. I've always just felt like with Dan, it's like, "Hey, buddy, like, go get some friends, <laughs> like, <laughs> real
3: people." Like, you feel like most of his social interaction is on
2: the internet.
1: No, I think all of his social. I think okay. all of his social interaction is the internet.
2: It's a tough day. Like, it's a tough day.
1: Dan well and, and it's also a tough day it's also a tough day because you know there is like I know everyone wants to make fun of Penny but y'all should y'all should lock arms like he he's very embedded in the uh Penny can't get it done in Memphis and Memphis looks pretty damn good This
2: Memphis year. looked really good today in Arkansas tonight they look really good doing it too
1: and Vanderbilt has you know, cut this thing really to six, by
0: the way, which says Michigan. more
3: about NC yeah, State Yeah, they beat Vanderbilt. Michigan
2: and Arkansas on back-to-back days. against. And, and listen, if you made me – I watched some of both of those games. If you made me uh, do a litmus test on Michigan, good or bad, I'd go good. And if you said give me a, a litmus test on Arkansas, good or bad, I'd say good. I mean, Arkansas beat Stanford on Friday night, double overtime, looked pretty good doing it. If you made me guess, I would guess both of those teams are pretty good and Michigan beat them both. I mean, Memphis beat them both you think Dan would do our podcast for I mean, him like, this I, week? I, think he'd say no? He might. I think he might? He might. It might get kind of contentious. Oh, uh, okay.
1: Do you ever have him on, Jeffrey? Uh, no. <laughs> Gary, Gary used to have him on. <laughs> I have to know, but you know, you have to realize, so I'm actually being very good. If you've noticed, my Dan interactions on Twitter have gone down. Because Mark works for Gannett,
3: oh, I don't,
1: I don't want to make Mark's life worse I, I get by yeah, me yeah, just yeah. going,
2: yeah, and, what, what and I mean? working for Gannett is bad enough.
1: Correct, correct. <laughs> like as that, far as Jeffrey's going, miserable. correct.
3: Yes, <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, no, no. I mean, I, I think
2: it's just I true. Mean, it is what it I is. Think Mark would even, you know, yeah. like,
1: hey, man, like, like, well, I was talking about this today. Like, did y'all see? Did y'all see who actually bought Directv? No. It was a private equity firm. Has a private equity firm ever bought something and you thought, you know what, that product got better?
3: I mean, I'm sure there's an example, but sure, off the top of my head, I'll go with you.
1: I mean, I, I, I doubt it's true because every private equity firm does the same, the same plan. The same plan is, all right, cut the, cut the staff by 300%. And then start milking profit for all that it is, and then when it becomes no longer profitable, you sell it for whatever you can.
3: Yeah. You give Florida much of a chance tomorrow, Saturday. Yeah, whatever.
1: Um, I think you have to give them a puncher's chance, only because you know it's going to be Roddema's. Maker Rodemacher started last year at Louisville when Jordan Travis got hurt, but I mean this is going to be the toughest road environment he's been in. Um,
3: and Florida's backups, I don't, I don't mind that kid.
1: Well, I mean, (sighs) Mertz had a good year. I give him credit. Like he really did. He was better than I thought he was going to be. But am I really that convinced that Mertz is like the only kid that could have success? Like they throw it short, they run the ball, you know, that's a game that has a tendency to kind of get weird. I I give them a, you know, a puncher's chance. Okay, which I mean,
4: i, I you, be more you can't surprised. put them in the
3: top four without their quarterback. I don't care if they go undefeated. So frankly, that's all changing the calculus on this Ole Miss thing too, because it's possible why? Ole Miss just has to pass. Uh, why can't you?
2: If they go, man, I don't. If they beat, if they beat Florida and Louisville, are you punishing them because their quarterback got hurt? Potentially, why? Because
3: I'm grading I mean, them on the roster just, they are, I, and their best player is not on the team anymore.
1: Do you really want to set the precedent of a power league undefeated team? No, no, no. I, I, also, get, it. By the way, I get it. I mean, I'm 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 being a little podcast
3: advocate, they, but
1: They scheduled They scheduled LSU. They did. They could have been pussies and not.
3: Yeah, yeah, sure.
1: And they played them. Like, I don't know, man. I just like I I I understand what you're saying. Like, would they be? would they power rate as the top 4 team? And they're, gonna I don't keep, know, I mean, they're not catching I a, a break. Point, it's just like, the
3: way the schedule's working out. You can't get all undefeated teams where an undefeated is left out because obviously Michigan and Ohio State are playing each other.
1: Right. But my bigger question is, like, all right, if we punish that team, then, like, what's the point of playing the season? Like, isn't there supposed to be a competitive enterprise part of this? Well, of course. Like yeah, be, yeah. At that point, they will have – they will have played thirteen teams, and they will have beaten thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Like, huh. and they didn't. It, it, and they didn't. They didn't try to schedule their way to thirteen wins. Like they, I don't know, man. Like I think if they go undefeated, I'm putting them in.
3: He actually, uh, Dart said I'm great tonight when I asked him. Yeah, yeah I'm sure he said he was is. great.
2: Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, he probably he probably feels great. I mean, in terms of like, <laughs> he's probably excited i don't i don't know if he's physically great i don't think
3: there's a decent chance he did not tell the truth during his uh his his little discussion with the the docs there for a minute when he was uh coming off the field because that for about 10 seconds there he did not look to be uh completely lucid
1: did y'all have the same reaction i did which is how the hell is he back in there
2: he's just gritty he's tough as nails that's who he is You've got to damn near kill him. Like it just—that's <sighs> who he is. He's tough. He's—he's. He's,
1: hey, I'll say this: He had the uh, whoever Tua's concussion doctor was last year. That's who he had on the sideline.
2: <laughs> I just think the dude. I just think he wants to play. I think he talks himself back into he games, is, and
1: he is. This is why when you know when some people were low on him last year, I. I was always consistent that I liked him. I I can win with a guy like Jackson Dart. Like, is he a perfect quarterback? No. But you know what? That guy shows up, and he, God, he's tough as nails.
2: Oh, he can be my he quarterback is, anytime he wants a, to be. No doubt. No doubt. You can find a more talented quarterback. Yeah, you can find a, a better quarterback, if you will, a more talented quarterback. He can be... He can be my guy anytime he wants to be,
3: and, and he's like he—he's he, that tough anyway. But he's got that chip on his shoulder because of the people that still call him a California pretty boy. Yeah, he, and hates he gets that. pissed off. He and, hates that. You know.
1: Not only that, man. Like I don't know. Like, I I think leadership is such an important part of that position, and that guy's a leader, man. Like I don't care if he is. I don't like leadership can come in many different forms, but like at the end of the day, like. If that guy's taking the snap, the rest of the guys kind of believe in him. Well, it was a
3: couple. There was multiple times tonight he grabbed teammates from retaliating. Where if you give State fifteen yards or do something right there, I mean, you know, it's, it was a close I game for a long totally time, and agree. he was like, "Hey, quit!" Nope, nope. Because like one time, especially with Judkins, like he grabbed him and pulled him the other way and goes, "Nope, I, I don't care. I know he stepped on you. Shut up. Let's go."
1: And he waited. He waited until they got that last first down, and then that's when he gave it to them. When the game was when they, you know when it was officially over, when he got that first down, then he started you know I yeah, mean like that's
2: yeah fifteen yards wasn't going to hurt there right
1: and on yeah I mean like the game was over.
2: Hey, uh, thanks so much for the time all season long. We really appreciate it. You've done this week after week after week, and uh, we're we're quite appreciative. Uh, enjoy the rest of your I guess fifty seven minutes of Thanksgiving. And uh, are you
1: on air tomorrow? I'm not on air, but we are headed to Batesville for Aliyah's family. They're doing like a fish fry, so you know I'll I'll fit right in.
3: Oh, that's good though. No turkey the next like they're not the second day same meal. Yeah, that's good. I like that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm I'm in the minority. (laughs) I love I love turkey. I love turkey and dressing. I'd rather have turkey
2: and dressing. I got to tell you, I did a turkey today, and my turkey was fantastic. I'll, I'll freely admit it. My really? Kudos great. to me. We had smoked turkey. Yep, I smoked one today, and it was absolutely. See, I impressive. did the
3: math and went, "Oh hell, I don't have time unless I get up even earlier than I thought." I ended up having a spatchcock today just to make to make time. Oh, how long did it take?
2: About six hours. Yeah, mine was five and a half. Yeah, yeah something like that. Uh,
3: well, the bird was much bigger than I thought it was going to be. That's when what I, she said. It was. Yeah, I looked at I looked at it. And I went, "Oh, oh. I, I didn't I, I didn't do some good math here. We got to get We got to get moving."
2: So.
1: Well, in anyway. fairness, she's never said that to me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, enjoy the enjoy the rest of your weekend. Appreciate you.
1: All right, boys, be good.
2: That was Jeffrey Wright. We're going to get uh, Rippy on. Is he still awake?
3: Uh, yeah, I think he's uh he's he's good to go. While you are doing that, I will tell you uh, about Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea. Your go-to game day beverage for college football fans is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and flexible punch. 5% alcohol, no carbonation, the perfect balance, a taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team, you're tailgating in the stadium, parking lot, watching a bar, hosting friends at home. Twisted tea is there to elevate your game day experiences. It complements your love for college football, your passion for creating unforgettable moments. Let's toast to, un- t- toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that feels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted.
2: Calling Brian Rippy
3: now. While you're doing that, let's look for a little bit of a viewer guide for tomorrow. By the way, the 40, 49ers uh, rocked the Seahawks 31 uh, 13 tonight in the final game of Thanksgiving from an NFL standpoint, it looks like.
2: Did you hang up, Brian? I think he hung up. Got someone telling me that uh, Jeff Levy to Mississippi State's done. Really? I don't know that it's true, but it's giving me terms.
3: Well, that's not nothing. Yeah. Good source. Mm. Check it source or great source? Where where, where are we where are we hitting on in the lineup? Check it. Okay. So like sixth in the lineup. Fifth or six. Fifth or sixth? Okay. Yeah. Not too whole though. No. Where you go? Oh. Okay. Hey, sorry,
4: I screwed that one up.
2: Oh, you're good. I, I figured figured you didn't you heard us talking and you're like I'm hanging up now.
3: Uh real quick, as Brian is uh jumping on the line, tomorrow games of interest to Ole Miss and their uh, chase for an access bowl. Oklahoma plays TCU at uh, 11 o'clock on Fox tomorrow. If they want to see a possible future opponent, the Iowa Hawkeyes and a over-under line that's now at 24-and-a-half at Nebraska tomorrow at 11 o'clock on CBS. Tomorrow you've got Missouri and Arkansas. That's in Fayetteville at 3 o'clock. That is on CBS. Texas is hosting Texas Tech tomorrow. In Austin, at 6.30. Penn State is at Michigan State at 6.30. And then Oregon State, Oregon, the um, Civil War, is at 7.30 tomorrow night on Fox. So that's, uh, that's that. Kentucky, Louisville, 11 o'clock on Saturday, as uh, the Cardinals could be a team of interest potentially, but not necessarily. It depends on some upsets and different things going on. Brian, uh, Jeffrey made the reference there. I won't make you get into uh, private equities and why they are great things as you move forward in your, uh, your day job.
4: Yeah, I took great offense to that. And then I kind of did the whole whatever that, uh, gif is where you shake your head and then you nod your head. You're like, damn, he nailed it. You <laughs> just <laughs> my job in about eight words.
3: Did you, uh, do you think Ole Miss was actually in danger at any point tonight?
4: I did. I thought when they got down seven to three and after Mississippi State had scored the touchdown. Uh, just because they really hadn't shown they could have moved the ball consistently offensively. I mean, you guys have watched Egg Bowls, particularly over there, get weird for years. I, I did. Once they got down 7-3, I thought, oh, man, this is a three and out or a turnover away from getting really strange. But to their credit, they went right down the field and scored. And then after they got up 10-7, I figured they would handle that game. But, man, what a root canal that was.
3: You've uh, you the profile. no know Jackson Dart, his family a little bit. Uh I mentioned it early on. I think modern era has the most wins of any starting quarterback at Ole Miss in a two-year period. I need to check Jake Gibbs in 69 and 70 as maybe a uh, a challenge to that. But you get the point – not 69 and 70. That would be Archie's years. But anyway, uh, you get the point of what I'm saying. What do you just sort of make of Jackson Dart's toughness, his season, just uh, him in general at this point two years into his tenure as Ole a starting quarterback?
4: I think it's the same things you guys were saying earlier. I mean, he's an imperfect college quarterback, but he's an experienced college quarterback. I think he's a good one as well. And I think the intangibles and the leadership aspect has really made an impact on this program and this team. And, you know, if he does end up coming back next year and you have a third-year quarterback with a couple weapons back on offense, I think Ole Miss is in a really good spot. But I think he's been really invaluable to Ole Miss in ways that maybe are a little bit harder to measure than some other quarterbacks in other eras. Um, but, man, if tonight was in the indication, that was a beat-up kid trying to give you everything he had left in the tank was the takeaway I had.
3: You still think he's back next year? Yes.
4: Uh, yes, yeah. 100%. I, I don't think anything has changed. I don't think any the way that played out last week changed anything. I, may, I think maybe it was the way the, the decision was presented and who presented it, but I don't think it's changed anything. <laughs>
2: Yeah, agreed. <laughs> That's very fair. As of uh, <laughs> as of Thursday
0: night, he's back. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
4: Okay. I mean, how could you, when we talked about this in August, but, you know, you talk about what Ole Miss has behind him quarterback-wise, but how do you push, whether it's push out or him leaving on his own, and I'm not insinuating one or the other, but, I mean, how, how do you not run it back with a kid that just took you to 10-2 and two for the second time in three years? I get it. He wasn't around for the first one, but, again, how do you, how do you push him out?
2: You can't. They tried look they were just trying to motivate him I mean, okay <laughs> i mean maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know yeah, maybe they <laughs> we'll call it that i mean sure, i mean it worked sure. it worked um he didn't go tuck between his legs <sighs> go ahead i i don't even go ahead i i i, I don't i don't know how much i really want to go there they, they i i it's the one story I'd love to know the total truth about. I mean, like yesterday was the 60th anniversary of the Kennedy assassination. Yeah, and there's lots of talk about. Wouldn't you love to just know for a fact, like what happened? And it's like, yes, absolutely. I'm not. I'm not comparing this to that because it's kind of different. But I'd. If you told me I could know one thing on this Ole Miss football team from this season. The one thing I'd really love to know is when you brought in Spencer Sanders, why? Because it wasn't to be an insurance policy. I don't. I You're don't, trying to keep him from Auburn. Okay, fair enough. It's either that or you expected him to be your quarterback.
3: I'm going to run Jackson Dart like crazy, and it's worth it to have a capable backup. You don't buy it at all. No, 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 not okay. at all. Not, not.
4: Do you, Brian? I don't buy that either. No, no I don't, it doesn't I don't make don't sense. Because why
3: is Spencer either. saying yes to that?
2: He doesn't.
4: And why is, he, why is that insurance policy so expensive?
2: Right. You, you you pay somebody half a million dollars to be your backup quarterback.
4: I've never bought that. And I don't. Either. I get it. We could go down the rabbit hole with that. But the the one thing I will say throughout all of that, and when you look at this now through two complete years, you know when, when we did the story in twenty twenty two last year in August, it, it kind of it's resonated a lot and has ranked true a lot in the sense that. There was a lot of misconceptions about Jackson Dart. I mean, in a day and age where you can piss off starters and non-starters and have them hit the portal for far, you know, less significant reasons, he stuck around at Ole Miss, and he didn't really flinch when they brought in two more quarterbacks, and I think that kind of plays into the whole misconception of, you know, maybe him and what he is going to USC and all that. He was just a kid that got in a really bad situation at USC despite being able to play early. And just wanted to find some stability. And he kind of had to create his own stability at Ole Miss. And I feel like he finally found that this year. And I think he'll really relish that going into next year. Which is why my answer was, I don't think anything has changed. I think he's back next year.
3: Is he a national name all offseason? Yeah. In those conversations? Yeah.
4: I think so. Because Ole Miss goes
2: into next year, the clear-cut number three team in the SEC. Not only do they go in the next year, the clear-cut third team in the SEC. I, I've written this a couple of times now, and I'm surprised it hasn't gained more traction. It makes me think no one's reading what I write, which is certainly understandable. Ole Miss is now 28-10 and 10, since the start of 2021. Only two programs in the SEC would scoff at that. Alabama and Georgia. They'd both go, <laughs> big damn deal, right? The other 11 programs... Would say, sign me up. That's where Ole Miss is right now. They're third behind two dynasties. Alabama would go 28 and 10, so what? Georgia would go, ha, ha, ha. 38 games? You've lost 10 times? Yeah, Yeah. We've lost once, champ. Everybody else would go, oh, that's pretty cool. How'd you do that? That's where Ole Miss is. They're third,
4: and that's the importance of the Kiffin hire, is it not? When he got hired, in yes, one hundred, one million percent. Football, when it goes, yeah, because it, what if they'd run it back with Matt Luke for another year, and then hired you know Dave Doran for a second tenure at Ole Miss or whoever else? And they are a seven and five program entering the twenty twenty two season. Do you think Ole Miss? I just felt like this whole the expanded playoff is coming. NIL Transfer Portal has made this the Wild Wild West. It felt like the programs behind Georgia and Alabama were all jockeying for position to kind of have a seat at the table at the 12-team playoff. And now that the dust has settled on that, we enter that era, Ole Miss is better positioned than any one of those teams that was kind of trying to up itself or jockey for a better position, which to me is the most important part of the Lane Kiffin hire when it happened.
3: We, we we talked for a long time about how when Freeze was here, he elevated Ole Miss in a place, and you made, you went, oh, wow, they're doing this, they've won 18 games in two years, and they haven't even really been that efficient doing it in a lot of ways. That's inc- like It shows, hey, there is a ceiling that's pretty high mm-hmm. if you're really operating effectively. And what Lane's done is added on to that because – Yeah, whether it had been Matt finding some traction or hiring a Doran-type guy or whatever you did, and you went, okay, you know, had the COVID year, but then in 21 and then 22, you won seven and then eight and whatever. You go, hey, nice job. You did a good job. You kind of did what Houston did. You know what I mean? You didn't take that extra step where you went, oh, no, no, no. Now, see, this is doable, and this is how you do it, and and what's not. That's what Kiffin has done here is that – it's a credit to him, and it's a credit to hiring Pete and what Golding did on defense this year and the way they they put some staff stuff together. But I think it goes far wider than that. I think it helps you create those type of expectations or whatever whenever Kiffin leaves, whether it be in four days or 40 years. And and, and you go, no, this is just where this program can be, and how do you maintain and you excel at that when you when you get into each season to do that.
4: They've won ten games two out of three years. I don't think that's happened since I've been alive or
3: it's never happened regular season, ever.
1: I was about to say, ever. Again, as I open, skewed you know. stat,
3: because they've been playing twelve games only for a couple decades. But still.
2: Just saying.
1: Did y'all ever think
4: Ole Miss was gonna lose tonight?
2: No. I didn't. No, no. Not even at seven and three. I think Chase was a little more worried than I was. I, was. I, I didn't I didn't think so. I, I figured they would find a way to score and they'd win. Look, you could tell early, and I wrote this. I mean, Ole Miss was going to limp to the finish line. They're beat up. They're tired. They're out of gas. They're exhausted. Pick your cliche, whatever. It's true. They're done. They need a break. There's no reason to practice for a while. There's no reason to do all the, hey, let's do the bowl prep crap until like the 15th of December. I'm sure they'll have a practice or two because they'll have some kids in for visits and they'll put on a a show for prospects or whatnot, but no, they're out of gas. They look, they just, you just watched a team maximize. That's what I believe. And I said this to Jeffrey, I I guess if you ran some simulation, maybe if you did 10,000 simulations, maybe a couple of them would go 11 and 1 but i think i think that you just watched a coaching staff and a roster maximize its potential that's what i believe and if you disagree i'm cool with it you can get as mad at me as you want um you can whatever it's cool whatever you you're certainly free to your opinion but i i think they just maximized you just watched a team that was probably an 8 win team win 10 games and I mean that as a compliment, do you think they maximized in twenty one yeah,
3: they lost the yeah. Auburn game that was a little screwy because Matt got hurt, but, but they were
2: beat up. they were, and you know it's hard to win at Auburn, and that wasn't that wasn't a horrible Auburn team, and they lost at Alabama and Alabama was good. Alabama's always good,
3: pulled out the Arkansas game that could have gone either way, yeah, and pulled ball out in air well, the and Tennessee, Tennessee game, ball in
2: air two games in a row, yeah. And then last season, everything else was kind of a work.
4: And to Neil's point, which is well said, that's why you pay the eight and a half to $9 million a year is to maximize the potential of the team. Yeah. I mean, I caught shit for it, you know, last year just kind of joking about the fact that they just paid Kiffin 9 million. It's like, what are we watching here? The Texas bowl or whatever the hell that was. They played Texas tech in, but all that aside, like that is why you pay the salaries coaches to maximize the potential of the team and he he's done that
2: big thanks to uh, AL Rebel 12 he says good work uh, this year guys have enjoyed all your work thank you very much really appreciate that first
3: super chat appreciate you for that don't look I mean look You we did the thing all year hey if Lane just beats the teams and he makes more money then he's going to go eight and four because there was four people on the, there was four coaches on the, on the schedule that had more money Saban, Kirby, Brian Kelly and Jimbo but what you're paying $9 million for, and it's where Kentucky's in a weird bind right now because Stoops is not doing this in Kentucky despite them paying eight point six. They have a different level of expectation but still a ton of money, is to get into these national conversations and to play meaningful nationally relevant games late in the season, to be in this type of environment that Ole Miss is doing right now. It's not that you go to the playoff every year or you beat all these teams that have coaches that make just as much or more because, look, somebody's got to lose. But it's that knowing you raise the floor, he, he's getting paid $9 million to raise the floor, and he's getting paid $9 million to have nights like this where you go into next week going, well, this loss, and they go to the Fiesta Bowl, they go to the Sugar sure. Bowl. You're having an entire offseason. When I walked in, it was why I was nervous. It wasn't necessarily about Ole Miss winning this game. Is that It wasn't now about, hey, they lost to the State somehow, and they choked that game away two years in a row, and what's Kiffin thinking, and this is coming on the heels of all those lost ends last season. It's an entire offseason talking about Dart in year three and about how you know what the playoff picture looks like and what the format's going to be and Ole Miss having this record. It changes it not just during the season; it changes it for three sixty five, where Ole Miss is in a completely different light as a college football program, which frankly changes your entire athletic program for three sixty five.
4: And let them get scorn and Harris back next year. Hmm. Not saying either one of those will happen or both, but man, you're all of a sudden talking about. You know, What's at your least take an on Kaden? Kind of I think
3: Harris has a really good chance of coming back. What's your take on Kaden?
4: I think Kaden has a better chance than Harris of coming back.
2: Oh, oh wow. That's surprising to me. Just
4: give him a full season. Um, he's an older guy, uh, he has a wife and kid, soon to be a second kid. Would you rather go try to make it as a fifth, six round draft pick, or would you rather take a year's worth of NIL money and get a full 12 game season under your belt?
2: I'd be close call. I mean, if you believe in yourself and you like, Hey, I want to go play pro the earlier you get into a pro system, the better. But look, that being said, I'm just kind of talking to myself out loud. This is a new era. I've, I've been saying this for a while, and I'm convinced that this is one of the few things that I'm getting right. I get a lot of shit wrong, pardon my language, but I think I've gotten this one right. Starting in 2021, this is a new era of college football, and you can throw everything, do whatever you want with 2020, that's up to you. Do whatever, if you want to embrace it, go for it. If you want to throw it out, I'm cool with that too. But 2019 forward is no longer relevant in in the new era of college football. I mean I, I believe it's completely irrelevant in fact. To the point where when people do this stuff, well in 2014, 2015, 2016, I'm going to go, I don't care. It was like a, it's like a different world. You might as well play in those games on Saturn. I, I think 2021 and forward is a new era because of NIL. So a decision that A Caden Price Priest-Korn would have made in 2018 He's really not relevant to the decision that he'll make in 2024. Does that make sense?
1: 100%.
4: Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. And in his case, he's already an older kid. In what world, if you're worried, like if you're debating taking NIL money, and again, I'm not saying that I understand his thinking or anything about that. I'm just kind of projecting here. If in his world now, you take the fifth, sixth round draft pick, or maybe you go undrafted free agent. Who the hell knows how that stuff works in the underwear Olympics in the four months leading up to it. Or you can take the guaranteed NIL money. He's already an older kid. In what world is his draft situation in 2024 worse than it could be in 2025 at his age?
2: No, it's probably the same. Um, it might be a little worse just because he's a year older, but if he gets, I don't know, $400,000 in NIL, that might be more than he would have made on a practice squad.
4: Oh, 100%. like I said,
2: Brian, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm literally like just kind of talking to myself in real time. And I'm an old dude, right? So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm inclined to like think about what I would have said 10 years ago, but 10 years ago is. Never been more irrelevant than it is today. So he might be able to make a lot more in NIL because he's more valuable to Ole Miss than he would be to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers practice squad. That's interesting. And 10 years ago, I would have been like, well, you want to take the pro contract because you want to get into a pro organization because. Ole Miss is only going to give you some money under the table and some boosters are going to give you some money every Saturday after a game, but it's not going to be. And now it's totally different. So I I don't know. I'm kind of thinking about it out loud. It's the part of the Spencer Sanders thing that if you could have an honest conversation with Spencer, his, his answer might be, well, what Ole Miss offered me was, because Spencer's married as a child, he might say, you know, they offered me a lot of money. I had to take it. I don't know.
4: If someone offered me half a million dollars to remain in college, I'd probably commit a felony to make that happen.
3: It's guaranteed money. As soon as that offer comes, hey, all you got to do is play football in college, and then you'll figure out next year. Okay.
2: Yeah, you just got to get through Deal. Thanksgiving. You got to get through Thanksgiving, right? And For if,
3: last year, you don't really good to go to and, class.
2: And if your team doesn't make the playoffs, you can basically bolt at Thanksgiving you can tell the coaches hey i'm not going to play in the music city bowl i'm, I'm heading out what are they going to do
3: oh because there could be some i mean there could be some academic guys that aren't eligible too for the bowl because they doing hey i'm out yeah whatever, whatever. right is, is what it is right i mean those things are just like attrition at this point
2: Villanova with a good win
3: college basketball
2: yeah they beat north carolina
4: state hiring by the way i heard you talking about that a bit uh, earlier I got a uh, neil is reporting that jeff levy is a
2: new coach at mississippi state university i have someone who would probably know who says it's jeff levy but I, I i cannot independently confirm that let me be clear i have spent no let me let me be clear i have spent no time at all on the mississippi state coaching search i don't know i don't care do you think Lebby in his
3: interview told them all that he basically ran it in 21 anyway at Ole Miss so he has plenty of experience in in
2: Mississippi? I mean, I think if, if you tell me it's Lebby, it's because he and the guy that's the AD had a year Selma. together at Oklahoma. What
3: do you think Lebby's like as the state coach from a toxicity standpoint in this rivalry? I mean,
2: fairly. He and Lane hate each other. They're not buddies. They hate each other. Let's be <laughs> clear. I mean,
3: if somebody, if somebody leaned over and told Lane, "Hey, by the way, it's Libby," and sorry, goes, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah that, awesome." That,
2: that game gets <laughs> circled because Jimbo's gone now.
3: <laughs> I gotta find a maroon team. Yeah,
2: I mean, <laughs> yeah, switch his maroon hate. From oh, you eight. don't
3: think tonight was very personal for Lane?
2: No, you don't think he? It's very clear it wasn't. And he said, "Once you lose the trophy, by God, it gets
3: personal yeah, to get, get it back." I get that. You want to get it back? Blah blah blah. He gets annoyed by them, but he's not. No. Staying up at night. Lebby was more what?
4: inclined to be like a Mullen type, in my opinion. Probably not sir. the pot as abrasively, but he's kind of low-key cagey and emotional in some senses. I got a text today from a friend who the three of you know, but I don't want to like put it out there just for his sake. That was basically stating that State got turned down maybe more frequently and often than they thought they would. And, of course, Lebby was the best candidate available. And that that might be going down like serious road as far as talks. What do y'all make of that? Is that really? I mean, I get why John Summerall wouldn't take it. I don't know anything about the Chadwell thing, but you look at Mississippi State in this job. Is that surprising to y'all at all that Levy is the most qualified candidate according to whatever text I got?
2: No, it doesn't surprise me at all. Um, coaches are asking questions. Um, what's your NIL? Do you have a plan? Uh, what's the stability? You fired Joe Moorhead after two seasons. You were going to fire Mike price. I mean, why do I keep doing that? Mike Leach. Yeah. You were going to fire. Fu- you were going to fire Mike Leach. You fired. Um, what's his face after 10 games more, uh, Arnett. I mean, I'm assuming that nobody put a gun to anybody's head and made them fire uh, hire Zach Arnett. They fired him after 10 games. What's the, what is the, what's the job? And if you rank that job in the SEC jobs, it's 15th. South Carolina is a better job. The word in Arkansas is that they took the money that they were going to spend on buying out Sam Pittman and put it into NIL, oh. which makes the Arkansas job a better job, exponentially a better job. Kentucky's a better job. Missouri's a better job. So, I mean, if you told me that state got turned down a bunch, I'd buy it.
4: If you get to that point, though, and it's between Levy and, say, like a Barry Odom, and I don't know whether they've contacted him or not, would you, if you're Mississippi State and you have to win the press conference, you need to get the whole proven winner and all that? Would you put more eggs in the basket of a guy like that or take a chance on Levy?
2: I mean, you could roll the dice on Levy. And look, if you're Levy, you could roll the dice on yourself. He's young. I mean, let's say, just talking out loud, that it's a four-year, $24 million contract. Guaranteed. A failure is not ending his career no, he'll get in a, any way. He'll get another gig. Yeah. See,
3: I'd rather have Lebby, Chadwell, Summerall, guys like that
2: versus Odom. And the same applies to John, by the way. Yeah. It's just kind of a roll of the dice for John because he's a head coach. And but he's he, going to keep winning. But he but he can't make the money at Troy that he could make at Mississippi State.
3: No. No, it's, so, it's it's. but you're setting yourself up for the next gig, so is that really that next gig, which is all you're guaranteed. You're only guaranteed one yes, big one. and two...
4: So- so in the John, conversation like in the, some role stance, He doesn't need to roll the dice as much as Levy might because he's already head coach, right? I mean, the next right. coaching cycle, he'll be an attractive candidate, assuming the,
2: they win. The and that's the assumption, right? What happens if your quarterback gets hurt? If you have an injury laden year, and Troy goes from what they are now, which is what ten and two, eleven and one, to seven and five, and suddenly you're not on the radar. Um, you know, if if you're if you're John. And you sit down with your wife here around the Christmas tree on Sunday night after the, the Troy game on Saturday, and you say, Hey, babe, we, uh, we, it's $24 million for four years. It's guaranteed. We need to go coach. I, don't, I mean, she might say, John, that's a lot of money, right? I mean, how do you turn that money down as opposed to, well, if we coach at Troy for another four years, it's $8 million good money not 24 well 16 million dollars over four seasons is a pretty big deal for a family
4: a hundred percent the devil's advocate advocate i think would be he's 21 and four right now yeah probably has a good chance of going 23 and four yep and you talk about that fall like hey, quarterback gets hurt next year you don't win as much that usually the the fall of grace out of being in the coaching hot circles that's usually after about a year and a half to two years of losing is it I't it right oh like, i'm totally with things you went horribly next year he's still in the mix for a lot of better jobs that might not be as difficult as mississippi state
2: as someone who knows john if he were to say to me and he will not by the way for the record he will not call me and go hey neil what do you think but if he did i would say hey hang tight it's it's coming But I would not I will not ridicule John if he takes the job. I mean, I can see how a a married couple would look each other in the eye over the round the Christmas tree with a cup of coffee on a Sunday and go, We can't, we can't say no to this. This is life changing money. And frankly, it is. I get it. One one million percent. And if I'm an Ole Miss fan, he's the one guy I don't want to take the job. Because he's legit. Sumrall's legit. I don't want, if I'm Ole Miss, I don't want John Sumrall to take that job. I'm not worried about Levy. I'm not worried about some of the other guys. He would be the one guy that, he, would, he, he wouldn't scare me because I'm in good shape, but he would be the one guy that I'd go, okay, he's going to be a pain in the ass because he's going to build a culture wherever he is. He's really good. If I'm John, I think I hang tight. I wait for the Kentucky job to open. I get the Kentucky job, and then I I'm the next guy there for eight to ten years.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But I won't get a couple
3: contracts, and we're going to run. But I won't
2: it. blame him if he goes. That's too much money to turn down. I get it, one million percent. Uh, a couple super chats. Uh, Hardman says, "Are there daycares in Starkville? I don't know." Uh, Jim Bryan Logan says, "Is Kiffin coaching at Ole Miss next season?" Uh, I think so. I think so. I, I, I will say this: I, I do want to see the A and M job get finalized before I just go. Oh, absolutely.
3: Yeah. Sure.
4: Okay, but Neil, you know better than me. I keep bringing this Florida thing up. If they get a boat race tomorrow night and they get froggy and they fire Napier, does that not make the Kiffin thing weirder than a And M ever would be? No one wants to entertain that. Maybe it's not happening. One I don't know. Million percent.
2: A, just, yes,
3: that job would
2: one, be a, for a freak out. One trillion percent. They're not firing Napier though. I don't right? think no. so. I don't think so.
4: I wouldn't think so either. But you know, you never know.
2: I don't think so. But yeah, if the Florida job were open and they went after Lane Kiffin, would I think he, there was a problem? Sure, of course. Yeah, it's one to circle. I mean, there's no doubt about that.
4: But I mean, hell, based off 2021, I think he'd take it.
2: <laughs> yeah, he would take the Florida job, and I mean, a lot of people would. A lot, yeah, if it was offered. I mean, I you you do that deal with Kiffin where you do the Venn diagram, right? Of Jobs that will pay at least nine million a year um, jobs that would make him the brand, jobs that he would take and you you get a really small i mean the, the Venn diagram gets really tight there's not a lot of there's not a lot, but i mm-hmm. think I think Florida's probably in that mix, sure.
3: So, I mean, let's get the AM thing filled. And then, I mean, there could be some residual downstream stuff that opens because of wherever that is or isn't. I mean, what's your guess at AM today? It's been a weird search. You got Ross coming out in an interview basically saying he's never going to do a contract like that again. Well, it was a bad contract, it's an awful contract. I mean, he said that the contracts moving he, forward were going to be very incentive-laden. I mean,
2: he's taking the fall for that. Of course. It's not him. He didn't do it. He I wasn't mean, even here when it started. If you made me guess on AM. He's I, also
4: not making the hire.
2: No, 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 no. People tried to talk me into that today, that it, this is going to be Ross's hire. I'm like, oh, for the love of God. Oh my shut God. up. I know. I'm just like... I mean, not to be... You, you know... My reaction to that was graphic. I mean, if you you made me guess, I I, I think I'd kind of, kind of, sort of guess Dabo. Would you really? A little, but your confidence level is way very low. small. Like on a scale of one to ten, it's a two. But really. Here's my thing. Do you pay seventy-eight million dollars to hire Jeff Trailer? Seventy-eight million dollars to hire Mike Elko? Do you really? Seventy eight million of real dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. to hire one of those guys? Trailer was a trial balloon that got blown up.
3: I do feel good about that. And I feel like Elko sitting that, over yeah. here is the fallback in case it just goes to hell in eight hand baskets.
2: Twelve fire emojis, two percent. <laughs> I mean, I'd I'd give it like one fire emoji and two percent. I. I'd, and you'd have like a little bucket of water emoji over next to the fire, yeah, going, "Hey, just, we're no, I don't." I haven't spent any time on it, so I don't know. But it feels like they know what they're doing. And I would did guess...
4: Dabo never outright denied it. He kind of did the whole, like, oh, what's this guy actually saying when he got first asked about it? Which there was I, a little bit of, like, well,
3: opinion. it depends on the def- what the definition of is is. To well, that. He's, a little, he's a little done at Clemson. he, he be appreciated. He doesn't feel appreciated. He'll be happy walking Reveille down in front of the band. Yo, sure. He would do
2: all the goofy stuff. He does have a good personality for their goofy stuff. He's made a ton of money. He could make more. He's won titles. Oh, yeah. Legacy secure. So maybe it's time to go. Clemson's kind of in no man's land from a conference standpoint. Texas A&M is in one of the two power conferences. Look, we can all make fun of A&M all we want to, and I enjoy it, and I know you enjoy it probably as much as I do. Oh, yes. But let's not pretend that Texas A&M isn't potentially a goldmine for a coach.
3: Oh, of course. I mean, let's just be real. And every coach thinks they're the one that's going to do what's never been done there. Of
2: course. still have psychopaths on the board. I get it. One million percent. One thousand percent. But it is And not like eight psychopaths, hundreds of psychopaths. But you can recruit at a really high level there because they have the resources and the money to do it. And you don't have to go out and beg for it. It's there. Sure. In some ways, I mean again, I, I, a very high ranking college football source when this NIL stuff started said there were three potential superpowers in college football USC, Texas, and Texas A and M. Now, you can argue that if you want. I'm cool with it, but that's what he said. He's someone who's pretty connected to a lot of of these programs. We'll
3: see. I mean, I was trying to find a – I I see that there are multiple threads talking about whether um, state can – Beat the APR bug into a bowl game here in, uh, <laughs> in a few weeks. Going to need some upsets, though. There there are a lot of teams that can clinch a sixth win that would knock the bullies out of that possibility. They are the number two, five, and seven team that oh. would get in should APR start kicking in. Rice is ahead of them. Oh, Rice. Well, the, golf, Owls have, uh, golf the, clap.
2: the Owls have the lead in the
3: clubhouse, but the Bulldogs <laughs> are right behind.
2: So they've been to a bowl game how many straight years? It's like 14? 2009. Oh, good for them. Hell of an accomplishment.
4: Does anybody know what APR is? Could anyone explain that to me like I'm poor? Academic
3: progress rate. I can't even think about it.
4: Yeah, that doesn't mean a whole lot to me. That's actually a private equity term where we put a real, like, abbreviation on it, and then it doesn't actually mean anything. That's a real key to success in this industry. But what does that actually mean?
2: Big thanks to uh, Drew for his super chat. He says, I just want to thank you all again for last weekend's Auburn, <laughs> New Mexico state watch party. And of course, being able to share the, all best right. Day so of the, life. The,
3: the, 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 one of the top stories in the clarion ledger in the post game, here's how Mississippi state football can still make a bowl after finishing five and seven. That is up at the CL today. Uh, there are 82 bowl slots to fill this season with 68 field entering Friday's games. There are 23 teams with five wins and still in contention for a bowl bid if the allotment of 82 teams with six or more wins isn't filled. Uh, First, James Madison and Jacksonville State will get priority to fill spots. So that's two of them. Then they have succeeded their six wins. Uh, Let's see. If spots are available after those two, academic progress rate determines which five teams get in. Oh, actually, state ranks third behind Minnesota and Rice. So the row in the boat at uh, PJ Fleck has first priority, and then uh, and then Rice, Minnesota hosts Wisconsin, Rice hosts Florida Atlantic. At that point, uh, da, 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 da. if the if Wake Forest wins at Syracuse, they also would jump M- MSU in the five and seven pecking
2: order. Well, I will be locked into that game the, now. Uh, wake Wake and Syracuse, you said yes yeah yes. that's three and a half hours of my life that i do not ha- intend to hand over to college football
3: so um <laughs> in saying all that let's see a uh, little i'm trying to break this down into brass tacks uh 82 bowl slots 68 so 14 to go jacksonville state and james madison are guaranteed a couple so that's 70 So 12 spots left, and there are 23 teams still with a shot to win on Saturday to get 12 bowls filled before APR kicks in. If APR kicks in, State is third, fourth on the list at that point. So they need a lot of help. Got to have a lot of things go right for the bullies to get into some Boca Raton Bowl here on
2: December the 17th. How many kids on that roster want to go play a bowl game? Like four? How many kids on that roster really? Want? I really hate you're not a state beat writer.
3: Where like your editor would have called you and go, "No, I need you to look up all the APR five and seven teams and put a list together to see how the team you cover can get into a, a bowl you, game at five can, and seven Can on you December imagine the 17th. how
2: badly I would do on the state beat? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how hated I would be on the state beat? Can you even imagine? You give level? no seconds to this 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 no, exercise. I would make so much fun of this. How many kids on the Mississippi State roster tonight want to practice for a bowl game?
3: Is there not a part of you that kind of wants them
2: to get into five and seven for it just to extend oh, to, sure. to, to, to be celebrated? One million percent. But how many kids on that roster really want to play in a bowl game?
3: Hey, guys, I want you to hang around, practice 15 times. I mean, four? Everybody's banged up, and we're going to go to... Uh, the, the, the humanitarian bowl
2: in Boise. Cool. I mean, like two guys on the whole roster. Can't the dude get, who, like who got ejected himself. for targeting
3: Maybe. because that was his last game. He might want to play again. And then some other cat. I don't know. Is Rogers coming back next year? He has a year of eligibility. No,
2: no way. And if he does, he doesn't need to go there. To, the SEC record book. He needs fire. to go someplace that runs the air. Go play for you. Go have some fun. Well, be better. How off. about
4: Hollingshead? That wide receivers coach that Lee Chired is now the OC at Western Kentucky. That feels very Will, Will Rogers esque. Okay, but other than that, I don't know what his options are.
2: Look, man, someone in the SEC has to suck. There's going to be 16 teams. There are. I mean, I'm, I'm being real here for a minute. There's going to be 16 teams. Not everybody can win.
3: I'm selling on state. I'm selling on South Carolina for next year. Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt teams have a handful of teams have to suck. Look, Rogers would get some play on the open market. Sure. Get some good play on the open
2: market in the right system. He's a good college quarterback. I mean, he would help you. Yeah, he would. Yeah. He doesn't make Hugh a champion. He'd be good at Auburn, he'd be good at Missouri. Yeah.
3: Then a bunch of air raid places. I don't know. Whoever runs that stuff,
2: Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. But I mean, if, if you're Will Rogers, are you waiting to see? I mean, I guess he'd be okay in a Levy system. Be all right. Levy would like for him to run a little more, though. Yeah. Need a more athletic quarterback. Who? I'm not selling Tennessee. No, I'll hold some Tennessee stock with Nikoi Imaliva. Im- Im- Are we buying him? Hell yeah, I'm buying. Okay, him. everything I hear. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's fair. No, like, Heupel's done a good job there. They're talented. Okay. How'd you do your turkey today, Rippy?
4: We actually did, so we do lunch at my uh, my ma- at my parents' house. We did a normal turkey. We did some ham. And then, uh, per a tip from Chris Newcomb, we got a Cajun fried turkey from Popeyes. Literally delivered in a Popeyes-like no casing or whatever. And it was phenomenal. I am full in on the Popeyes turkeys. Popeyes turkeys are apparently handing it out across the country. Don't knock it till you try it. it I did not good. know
3: Popeye's did Cajun whole turkeys for Thanksgiving.
4: Neither did I until I wandered downstairs for our early lunch. And then we uh, wandered to a uh, good friend of the podcast, Bracken Ray and his family's house to watch the egg balls. So it was a all in all a pretty good day. But yeah, I wouldn't sleep on the Popeye's turkey.
2: I'd be down. Can you get these like 365 or say- these only for Thanksgiving and Christmas? Hey, Brian, when did you start drinking and how much have you drank today?
4: we took it slow today um you know during the second half of the egg bowl we went with the uh the it eggnog whatever the frozen eggnog is i had a couple of those but then lunch i was fine we had to get people in and out of there i knew it was a long day knew we had the post game show so we we kept the focus
2: i'm really proud of myself for right now (laughs) the mental state that i'm in i've had today i've had mimosas I've had the. Uh, Have you really? Yeah, I've had the. Fr- <laughs> I, I did the frozen old fashioned with the freezer old fashioned. It's not frozen. The what? Freezer old fashioned where you put it. Hold on. What you make the old fashioned ahead sure. of time and you put it in the freezer. Had oh, several. But, but why? Because there was a recipe and I wanted to try it. it. It was. It was really good. What makes it good? It's an old fashioned fleshy It's just cold. It was really cold. What? It was. It, hey, look, dude. It was really good. Is it frozen at all? No. But it's cool. it's very good. It was excellent.
3: Still on the rocks?
2: No, it's on it a big up. on a big rock. I was on a big rock. Yeah, still? yeah, yeah. But okay, it's fine. I had right, I've right. had that. I've had the majority of a bottle of wine, and now I've had a beer. I mean, I, I feel like I've kind of run the gamut, and I'm here. I am still functional, and I'm pretty proud of myself right now. Would Wrote you? a column and everything. You didn't take one of those twisted tea party pack
3: gallon things with you? I did not. No, <laughs> Brian. Oh. I gave him several.
4: <laughs> this is a good one. So Chase gives me several of those. I go over to his house about a month ago. I pick up some of those and some shirts. And we were, I think it was Halloween night. We were headed out to our friend Michael's house to go tr- You know, hang out while they gave kids candy, trick-or-treating, whatever. MC's real into that now, baby fever, off the walls. Well, I go pick up what I think is a 12-pack of Twisted Tea, and I was like, you know what? This is free. This would be my housewarming gift to Michael and his uh, wife. Well, then it starts to kind of slush around when I pick it up, and I'm like, this doesn't feel right. And it's one of those slap-the-back deals. I'm like I. I probably shouldn't take this down to a Tuesday night Halloween party. I should probably go with the normal twelve pack. I did not realize the party pack was a uh, classic college slap the bag thing. If, if either one of y'all opened one of those,
3: yeah, no, actually, we had one at our Halloween thing, and it uh it, it got completely drained. The entire like one point two gallon, like basically a party ball of twisted tea was 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 empty by the end of the uh, the festivities.
4: I had not flapped a bag probably since college, and I guess I wasn't going to start halloween twenty twenty three but I respected it we you have, have it look it's right there
3: waiting dirt. on you, just saying so that the sampler pack that has four different flavors of twisted tea in it you got that too you got a lot of options there for uh your your your, your packs of punch five percent alcohol and the uh, the the real brewed tea there no, no carbonations it's correct yes
4: so. Before I leave, I have one pressing question. Uh, I was at the gas station on Monday by my office picking up my usual Monday breakfast, and there was an older lady in line behind me, and she tapped me on the shoulder, and she said, hey, what's your name? And I was like, "Uh, Brian. She's like, all right, never mind. And I kind of ordered, and she's like, what's your last name? I was like, well, Rippy. And she goes, oh, my God, my husband, and I watched the post-game show Every week. We love it. And I was like, thanks. I really appreciate that." She goes, I miss y'all. I missed you on the uh New Mexico State live stream. I was like, What are you talking about? And I was like <laughs> she was like, Yeah, they live streamed the entire New Mexico State Auburn game. And this we is did. before I had talked to you, Chase. I was like, What in what in the world is this woman talking about? What happened last week? I just, just had a live stream for the entire Auburn game?
2: Well, what happened was New Mexico It just kinda happened. U L M sucked and it we there was not a whole lot to say from Ole Miss ULM, and we we covered that sure. we covered that ground fairly quickly, and then as we were talking to Jeffrey, as we do each and every week, you I mean uh, New Mexico State started making things happen, and as those things happened, our level of excitement increased, and as I wasn't allowed to leave, and as we it, had to stay in the same seats. yeah, I mean, as it became a realistic proposition that Hugh would lose to and the then Mexico state and then it get blown out. It just turned into a three and a half hour show where we celebrated that the demise of, of the Auburn Tigers. It's basically what happened. Yes.
4: Well, I guess this would be my parting shot, but it's a nice flex to outrate the Auburn live stream
2: going on. At we the did time. have more
3: people in our stream than they had in theirs uh, late in that game. We yes, did. that
2: was, that was, that was true. Just wait till Saturday when they get that ass kicked.
3: I, I've I've you actually throw the record books out. You know.
2: I've actually thought
3: about <laughs> throw going, them out.
2: I've actually thought about going on a live stream in the oh, second God. half of the Iron Bowl, going, "Hey, <laughs> let's let's enjoy this together." What time's the game? Two thirty.
3: mean, Not the worst idea. No, it's not the we worst need some, idea. We, we, need, we need some content. We need some numbers. Yeah. I mean we could do a post kind of just hang out for an hour and a half and watch some iron Bowl. I mean if Auburn starts, you know, trying to pose an upset, it gets interesting.
2: Oh God, that would be the last reason I'd do it. <laughs> the reason I would do it is if it's twenty eight nothing bam at the half. Hey, let's let's enjoy this together. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian. Appreciate you very much, man. As always, thanks for the time.
4: Absolutely, y'all have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoyed it.
2: All right, later. Whew. greatest day of Jeffrey's Jesus. life. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> he's still married a week later.
3: What else do we have at two thirty? Like on Saturday? So, like, what is the schedule if this was a thing?
2: Uh, Hold on. the Michigan Ohio State games at eleven.
3: I've got a LSU, lunch thing I have to go to. But it's LSU a, it, it's A&M's
2: a, it, at 11. It's at 11. Let's see. I don't know who else plays at 2.30. I'm looking. Hold on.
3: On Saturday, huh? Yep. All right. Because Missouri's we got? tomorrow. Colorado, Utah at 2. Gross. Alabama, Auburn at 2.30. Arizona, Arizona State at 2.30. It's not terrible,
2: but it's probably not very good. Tennessee,
3: big. Vanderbilt at 2.30.
2: I will say watch Jed Fish at Texas A&M.
3: Okay. BYU-Oklahoma State at 2.30. Liberty-Utep at 2.30. That's
2: that's a good game.
3: Northwestern-Illinois at 2.30. Wisconsin-Minnesota at 2.30 as we have the APR watch for the Bulldogs. Maryland-Rutgers, Virginia Tech-Virginia, App State-Georgia Southern, Coastal-James-Madison, uh, Jacksonville State-New Mexico State. Telling you, watch liberty for this damn access bowl thing washington washington state florida oh we got florida no at six never mind yeah that's yes, all we got in the in afternoon okay that's so all we got it's a it's a week afternoon slate so so
2: jeffrey says i'm in on the iron bowl live stream <laughs> 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 tyler says he's in on the live stream he'll says he wear he'll wear an auburn hoodie <laughs> Well, I know you got like thirty-eight, so I mean it's fine.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. Auburn plays them well at home. I mean, who knows? Yeah, he can get all the goodwill back in one day. Well, he could do that. Get all of it back. Something tells me Bama's dialed in. Just they're saying. just methodical right now. It's just they look like Bama right now. They have an identity. Yeah, a machine a very boring machine but a machine nonetheless exactly it's it, it's not a it's not an extravagant death machine <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 on advisement we'll see see how it's going if florida florida state was at 2 230 i would be much more inclined to have another tv and another game and kind of a thing but
2: We'll see.
3: Ole Miss awaits their uh, bowl situation. Again, could still be an access bowl. Could be the Citrus Bowl. That almost certainly would be uh, against Penn State or Iowa. It's on New Year's Day. Uh, The Cotton Bowl is on the night of the 29th. The other games are on the 30th that Ole Miss has a chance of playing in, to the best of my knowledge. I don't remember when the Fiesta Bowl is. I guess that's technically on the table, too. Yeah, it is
2: definitely on the table.
3: And I don't know when that game is. I keep forgetting that one. But nonetheless, uh, those are the options. Ole Miss will find that out next weekend after the championship games are played next Saturday. But uh, The Fiesta Bowl is on January 1st. Oh, it's on the 1st, too? Yes. Okay, so that's one on the 1st. But either way, that's when uh, we'll next know a thing. We'll spend the week uh, dissecting and looking ahead for Ole Miss's bowl game after a uh, 17-7 win over the, the Bulldogs tonight.
2: Getting our thanks to our friends at uh, Dead Soxie. Um, let me make sure I get to the right page here because I had something else up there. Uh, yeah,
3: you think Grind could call us from the stadium on the way home? We could. Remember, he said he has to go. He's already pot committed.
2: Yeah, he sounds like he's committed to go. Yeah. I can't find the read all of a sudden. I'm sorry. Basically buy one, get one on bundles, 25% (laughs) off singles and pairs. It's all week long. Use the promo code rebel grove. I've got a reader, but I can't find it. So after talking about how I was proud of myself for hanging in there, I'm a little.
3: Yes, we can add the wake forest game to the stream for the state fans that are trying to find out about their bowl (laughs) hopes uh, going into the week. We can watch wake
2: Syracuse. Is it bad that I really want State to go to a bowl at five and
3: seven? You need chaos to happen and all this. there will be four five and seven APR teams. Yeah. It, I mean, there has never been a personification that fits that gif where it's got the guy doing champagne all over himself and he finishes 15th on the podium, yeah. where it's like first, second, third, all the way down, and he's just raising hell. And I don't want to have to
2: keep up with what has to happen for them to get there, but <laughs> I would just like for them to get there. I, I have no interest in the path. To get there, just let me know when they get there so I can celebrate it. I want five and seven state in the obscure bowl sponsored by your mortgage company. <laughs> com. I'm in on that. One million percent. I, but I don't. But do not ask me to like tell you how it has to happen because I don't give a damn there. I don't care. Just let it happen. It's kind of like the, hey, would you like a beef Wellington? Sure. Do you want to know how this has happened? Not really. Mm-hmm. Just serve it. You don't need to know how the mushroom works. No, 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 no. Stuff. Just, just, no, I don't, I don't care enough to t- the 10 things that have to happen. Yeah.
3: Just apparently it's an old fashioned that we'd wait for it. Put in
2: the freezer. I think that's the that's way. That's it. it. You just make it. Okay. And you add a little water instead of ice and you put it in the freezer. It was, listen, it was really good. Okay. I made the syrup homemade with the honey and the water and the rosemary and the cinnamon. It was delicious. you didn't dilute it because you threw it in the freezer? Uh-uh. Okay. No, it was really good. All right. Fair enough. I mean, maybe it did because I'm still, still standing, but it was good. Okay. It might also be a... I'm, it's fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back at some point whenever, maybe this weekend, maybe Monday, but regardless, thanks to everybody for... Uh, being with us here tonight, thanks to Jeffrey, thanks to Brian, thanks to the, our friends at Dead Soxie again. Ole Miss beats Mississippi State seventeen to seven. The Rebels now wait for their uh, their bowl fate. Ten and two, six and two, and they'll play at some point in the next five or six weeks, either in Florida, or Georgia, or Arizona, Texas, or Texas. Yep, there you go. Uh, for Chase, I'm Neil. Until then, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy uh, Black Friday the rest of the weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.